Donald Trump loves the military. Today, while addressing the United Nations, he mentioned a huge increase in the U.S. defense budget. Our military will soon be the strongest it has ever been. And just yesterday, he mentioned an idea for celebrating the U.S. Armed Forces, a massive military parade in Washington for the 4th of July, just like the Bastille Day parade he witnessed this past July in Paris. This could happen here perhaps as soon as next year. Oh, Marco, the founding fathers will be turning in their graves at the very thought of this. Chris Wolf here, the world's own history guy. Thank you for butting in. What did you mean there? The founding fathers, Marco hated the idea of a standing army. James Madison, um, when he was addressing the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia in 1787, said, quote, a standing military force with an overgrown executive will not long be safe companions to liberty. In 1776, Sam Adams wrote that standing armies were, quote, nurseries of vice, dangerous and the grand engine of despotism. Uh, To them, the military was a necessary evil, something you held your nose and tolerated, not something to be celebrated. Yeah, so you've got to defend your country, but how does a military actually threaten liberty? Well, I think uh, the Chinese revolutionary leader, Chairman Mao Zedong, summed it up best with a quote that political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. Um, Really, what's to stop a military force marching on Washington and telling Congress what to do? Well, a law could stop them, right? I mean, you're talking treason. Yes, we are. But there's no coercive power that can physically stop them. And this is what the founding fathers had seen throughout Europe in the century before the American Revolution. Uh, To quote James Madison again at the Constitutional Convention, throughout all Europe, he said, the armies kept up under the pretext of defending the nation have enslaved the people. They've seen it in England under Oliver Cromwell in the 1650s after the Civil War in England. They've seen Louis XIV, who'd used his army to close parliaments, forcibly raise taxes without representation, and persecuting Protestants. So they were all afraid that George III was planning to do this for them. And that was, you know, a huge contributing factor in their antipathy to the idea of having a standing army. You just couldn't be sure you could control it. When and how did this change in America? I mean, today we've got a president who wants a big military parade. Well, it's it's really surprisingly recently. U.S. has only had a large standing army in peacetime since the 1950s. Uh, After World War II, there was a big push to demobilize the armed forces, as a lot of congressmen, again, saw it as a threat to liberty. The draft law had been allowed to lapse in 1947, and North Korea saw this as maybe their time to jump, and they Mm. invaded South Korea in 1950. And then came the Vietnam War, uh, which was a public relations disaster for the U.S. military. And it was only after that, in the Reagan years of the 1980s, you get this deliberate like PR push to rebrand the military. You could call it the service, sacrifice, honor, valor brand, for want of uh, a better set of words. Uh, that's when the military gets put on this pedestal and assumes the elevated status that we're familiar with today. But let's remember, it wasn't always like this. The world's own history guy, Chris Wolf. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Marco.